Hi, it's Scott Hamilton again, Rockfile Radio, and I'm on the Zoom overseas with Greg from Big Big Train. Welcome. Hi, Scott. <laughs> it's the first time we've ever talked, but man, I've been a fan for a long time, and you've been making music for a long time, and you've been in the band since 1990. <laughs> yeah. How does that feel? Does that, is that like a weight when you get up and start recording a new album? It's like, man, all this history behind me, you know? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, actually. I haven't thought of it in those terms. Um, right. No, I, I think it just... I, um, I, I am conscious that I've been doing it for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, making music for a long time, and I am conscious that, um, uh, you know, the clock is ticking and, you know, we need to kind of, you know, <clears throat> keep um, keep making hay while the sun shines and all that lot. So, um, so yeah, I don't think too much about the distant past, but... Um, but but yeah, I, I do. I, you know, it's not that I feel my age, but I'm just aware that you know I'm I'm no spring chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did get to briefly sample the new album you have coming out less than a month, and man, it's great. Uh, I haven't haven't done a deep dive oh, yet, but you. it's another great album from you guys. So thank you very much for the music here after the pandemic. Cool, thank you. Know. you. Um, so how how did this all come together to get to this next chapter in the band? So we, um, I mean, yeah, we've been. The last 18 months has been a real major issue for so many people. And, of course, in the music business, um, you know, we felt it pretty hard, too. Um, so we had two tours booked last year. We had uh, U.S. and Canada and we had um, mainland Europe. Um, but we kind of watched as, you know, I remember thinking mm, these are getting a bit 50-50 and then, you know, like two days later, it was like, no, these aren't going to happen, you know. And um, so those got cancelled. Um, amongst everything else, we three of our seven, our then seven band members decided to leave. That was over kind of a period of a few months. Right. And I think broadly speaking, mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic has led them to uh, reflect on whether or not they want to be spending their lives on a tour bus and all of those things. Um, and so they decided not um, so we were, I, you know, I have to be honest, we were in disarray, really. Um, so maybe, maybe May, June last year, I, I for the first time uh, in many, many years, I was sort of thinking, yeah, you know, actually, maybe this is just gonna, maybe this is it, you know, maybe this is all over. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then my bandmates, the, the three of them that were left, um, rallied round and you know basically nick and ricard and david said look we you know we've still got a band here let's just right. do it um so we you know that made me think yeah come on let's put yourself together um so we um we spent last summer writing uh, so we in effect we brought the album that we were going to make forward by a few months and um and then we had the the very clever idea of booking Real World Studios to do it all in the room together in November. <clears throat> and then unfortunately the second wave hit mm -hmm. and we ended up having to, you know, we couldn't fly in Ricard and Nick in. So we, David and I recorded our bits there and the others had to do their bits remotely. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's been quite a, it was quite a journey making the album. It was, it was, um, you know, it, it was, it's been a roller coaster. I think it's fair to say, but, you know, it has been for almost everybody in the last 18 months. Um, right. So, you know, uh, we, feel, we feel, you know, we're still going. <laughs> now, was a lot of this music written um, as you were recording? Did you have some songs ready to go? You know, 
No, we tend to, we tend to, for the most part, we write individually. So it, it, Big Bird Train has always been really an ensemble of prong of, of songwriters. Um, and, um, you know, even, even someone like Nick who joined the band as the drummer, um, he's writing a lot more these days, he's writing some awesome stuff. And so, you know, we, we are, you know, four songwriters really. Uh, and we tend to write, individually although we you know there'll be some some shared material but of course writing is one thing writing is about chords and melodies for the most part arranging is then at, at a, you know the next stage and everybody gets totally um full-on in the arranging um so things you know take their lives of themselves when the songs are being um uh transmogrified bit of a, <laughs> bit of a posh word there but you know they go through that process where they go from you know the songwriters immediate thoughts to the band doing th some different things with them and then they, right. they sort of get stretched into shape and stuff so so that's always fun i mean it's a great it's really good fun when you see what uh the others are gonna you know doing with your your baby if you like and um you know what they how they tweak it and make it go a different way um so yeah it's all it's good i mean i i'm it's it's a lot of fun making an album it's it's you know it's a very enjoyable very rewarding process and we none of us have ever really had writer's block or anything like that so we never you know we, it's never a stage where we don't look forward to writing and all making an album it's all something we like doing so it's been it's been it's been all right and how much do you miss the stage like you said you you had a u.s tour planned and unfortunately had to cancel it but are you ready to get back out there and play some of these songs live Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we, um, <clears throat> I'm absolutely desperately missing it and I'm not really <laughs> a performing musician. I'm just, a, I'm kind of stand at the back of the stage in the gloom playing bass sort of thing. Um, but even I'm desperately missing that. And, um, so if, if, if I'm missing it, you can imagine what it's like for the other guys who really do like performing. Um, so it's been very hard for people. Um, and for the crew, you know, that there's, Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. It's, you know, this, it's been it's been brutal for people who uh, who have you know made a career from live music and now have just been you know uh, stuck at home for eighteen months or so. And so I know in in this in the North America it's starting to you know starting to get back to normal a bit. Um, hopefully in Europe it'll be you know we'll be back where you are in the next couple of months or so. Um, but it's still slightly uncertain here. So, um, you know, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it, it has been exciting the last couple of weeks to see all of a sudden tour announcements again for the first time in over a year. It's like, wow, it's there's still quite a few months off for most of us. But, uh, you know, it's like a light at the end of the tunnel, you know. <laughs> it, 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 it feels that way, you know, and I think we'll um, I, I don't think it will feel. You know, that that light is really you know completely uh, unobscured until those shows really start happening you know and when they do uh then i think you know I, I think it will be i mean obviously a lot of people have died and you know a lot of people have um have lost loved ones um but it's time for us to be able to get back to communal activities as long as it's safe to do so and you know i think there'll be a lot of people very keen to to get out there and share love of live music which is a you know uh, something that brings us all together in the rock world and, and the music world more generally 
I, I got to tell you, as someone, my entire life is spent going to at least one show a month, if not 10 or 20. Um, I get itchy when more than one month goes by and I haven't seen a show and I'm, I'm really yeah. itchy right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, we're itching. I mean, I'm, I'm itchy to, itching to play them and also itching to go and see some people. You know, we've got, me and the wife have got tickets for some shows in, um, in the autumn and, um, yeah, God, we, <laughs> <laughs> how do we want them to go ahead you know it's um it, it's that because the great thing about a really good gig for me is that it can touch the individual sort of in the heart but also it's a communal experience you know and it's that mm. thing that you don't get from listening to music at home you know you've got it's it it, it does two things at once and that's a, a, an amazing thing and if if this last 18 months has taught us anything it's that the that you know there are some aspects of life that are extremely precious that we've probably all taken for granted. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we'll, you know, savor every moment, you know, that we can, you know, the first time you're at a gig like me, we'll be like, wow, you know, this is great. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I want to, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I want us <laughs> all to pick every detail out of that room and remember it and, you know, just let it become part of us and try and do that moving forward. It's easy to say, cause we'll probably all get back to, you know, queuing at the bar for a pint and all that sort of stuff. But, right. Um, but no, I, 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 yeah, I'm looking, yeah, I, we, like, we, we, it's, it will be great when life gets back to normality. So talking about the new album that's on the way, um, did some of these themes that we have talked about that have come up over the last 18 months, did they work themselves into this work? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's interesting, really. I, I tend to write. Um, I tend to hide my feelings when I write, and and tend to do songs of a historical, you know, basis, things like that. Um, I have tried to be. I've tried to change for this album and be a bit more direct. But um, David certainly just wanted to deal with it head on. You know, there's a song on there called Strangest Times, and that is absolutely, you know, it's <laughs> um, it's in the moment. In fact, my one worry about that one was it was written last summer, and I, I just thought naively, well, you know, this might feel like history when it comes out, but, of course, we're still in the so middle of still, this right. thing, so I think people <laughs> will find a lot of, yeah, a lot of the <laughs> references in there will feel very current still. So he wanted to deal with it head on. Um, NDV again, you know, wanted to, um, you know, his his um, his song on there is, you know, is about the need for us to to love each other, you know, not in a boyfriend girlfriend way or whatever, but just generally to, um, in a sort of Beatlesy way, you know, all that sort of thing. <laughs> so it's that, uh, yeah, it did feed directly that, you know, the humankind thing and and trying to the the feeling that we're better together and you know all of those things absolutely. Um, uh, came into making the album. It's a bit of a hippie album, really. If I'm honest, it's kind of got that kind of um, '60s vibe about you know, love, peace, and mankind, and everything. So, and I'm unapologetic about that. You know, it is. Um, you know, it, it's it's how we feel right now. And I, I think we need a little bit more of those things in the world today. I think so. And uh, you know, the internet has enabled our conversation today which is brilliant, but it's also enabled people to spend their lives arguing over, you know, tiny things or, or whatever. <laughs> Just, you know, are they, exactly, you know, are keyboard warriors. And I sit there sometimes and read people's inner thoughts and think, what, you know, what are you going to benefit from 
you know, expressing that opinion and arguing with somebody. It's just, it's all, it's almost incessant. And um, so it, one of great, mankind's great achievements and also, you know, the, lifts the stone up and shows us underneath what we're like, which isn't always great. So uh, I hope we can rise above it. And, um, you know, I think, you know, as I say, you get back to that sense of common purpose, really, um, which uh, we is kind of lacking at times in the world. I think music is the best medium to uh, impart that kind of feeling and knowledge on the public. I, honestly, I don't know any other art form that can do it as much. I couldn't agree more. And, um, and it's an interesting point because some artists, I mean, I'm thinking of Roger Waters here, will, you know, <laughs> with some of it i mean i'm you know obviously a big fan but some of his his music recently it's driving a bit of a wedge between people or can do and you only have to read below the line on on um you know some of his uh pronouncements that you know it's quite divisive right. now you know there's nothing people want to do music that's fine uh it's not for me to say otherwise but i think um right now a big group hug is more <laughs> what the world needs than um you know than, than songs about you know political differences this is what we're yeah we we need that sense of community and, and kindness kindness more kindness i think is um is in order and will go a long way <laughs> it it's uh, kindness goes a surprisingly long way doesn't it you know just small <laughs> moments of kindness here's the thing here's the thing okay a bit, bit of a random observation but my wife um you know she's on social media or whatever and i start finding out that she's picking things up from people some old toys for our kids and grandkids and stuff and these kind of things have emerged using social media whereby it's like a big recycling scheme so, you know, around here, oh, I've got some toys that, you know, anybody want them or sh kids' shoes or books or – and it's fantastic, you know. And, and you know, whilst we're <laughs> – the house is filling up with stuff here rather, uh, <laughs> you know, unfortunately. Nevertheless, the, the way that that is dialing into both an environmental good, which is to recycle things and not just throw things away – and a social good that, you know, you've got people across communities, across our town that are just getting out there, meeting people, swapping things over. It's fun. It's awesome. It's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I've gone from from just watching that and thinking, hmm, I wasn't expecting that, to just being in awe of the, the people that are actually just reaching out and saying, here's some stuff I don't need. Someone else might want it. And um, off you go. And sure enough, people do. Yeah, we've got some uh, – I've got a – my next job is to dig a hole in the garden for a, a big firethorn shrub that my wife's been given by, by somebody down the road. And, uh, you know, that's a great spirit. It's a great spirit of community and, and togetherness. So once again, the internet, brilliant and awful at exactly the same time. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned this. About three days ago, I was on a very long road trip through a couple of southern states. And being in radio for 35 years, I have a fun time punching around, listening to all the radio stations that I can get as I drive, you know, hundreds of miles. Yeah. And it was the radio station that I actually started my career on. Uh, was running a, a syndicated talk show, but the woman was talking about decluttering your life. And and she kind of said what you said. When okay. you go into your closet and you still have tags on things you've never worn, you have movies, you still have plastic on, yeah. you have CDs, you'll still have plastic on whatever, or toys or whatever, why not um, yeah. re-gift, reuse, exactly. sell, 
donate whatever let somebody else enjoy those things and the disc jockey was interviewing her said i had this wonderful shirt i took it to the laundry it was my favorite shirt but they shrunk it i left it in my closet for years thinking that's my favorite shirt i really want to wear it again but it's too small for me i eventually took it donated it and somebody smaller than me will now enjoy that wonderful shirt (laughs) and so you mentioned this a couple days later and i'm like see it's all it's It is, it is, you know, and if that's happening over with you guys, it's happening here, it's happening everywhere, really. And it just, I think it is, uh, as you say, uh, you know, it's a gift. Um, it's a gift of kindness and it's practically the practical gifts that that um, that people will, will enjoy. And yeah, I'm sure like me, I've got, you know, you probably like me got things in the wardrobe that we should be getting rid of. <laughs> but now rather than go to landfill, we can give people an opportunity to, to pick them up and to, you know, to enjoy them for themselves. So it's all, it's all good. It's great stuff. You know, I agree. Quite I agree. A, an interesting aspect of, um, I think lockdown here, people have perhaps been thinking more locally about their local community and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, even in bad things like the pandemic, some good things come out, you know, where people start to care for each other a bit more. Let's hope we keep those things um, uh, going forward. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, about the new album, it's it is 2021, and um, even though Record Store Day moved to Friday a couple of years ago and all that kind of stuff, what goes into your mind releasing a new album now? What's more important: the digital files, the streaming, getting the CDs out there, the vinyl? I mean, it's got to be a different mindset these days to release an album. It is actually it's a very good question. Um, because of the type of music that we are, um, which tends to, I mean, I, okay, I can, if I look on Spotify, I can see the demographic of our audience. Um, so I kind of know exactly who's listening to us <laughs> in terms of demography. Um, and, you know, therefore, for that audience, I suspect that um, there's a lot, well, we know that there are a lot of vinyl buffs that are really into their vinyl, um, and also a lot of people that still buy CDs. So in terms of us, uh, you know, being able to turn over as a business, then the physical product is still the most important thing for us. Um, and, you know, one of the issues actually we faced with this album was the extraordinary lead-in time for vinyl now. It's like six or seven months. Yeah. So you deliver, a, a, a you know, a master to the vinyl company and you're waiting six or seven months for those to be delivered, um, which is because they're just so busy with everybody writing re- new music and um, also the factories are, are short-staffed, I think. And churning out some older so albums as well. Still, and- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's still... Um, for us, it's that's still the most important side of it, but we cannot ignore the gr- the growth in in streaming. Um, and honestly, probably the majority of my listening now is is on streaming because it's more convenient. And um, what's been rewarding has is seeing that the streaming companies are beginning to deliver higher quality uh, sound files, audio, you know, right? They're beginning to get up to CD quality now, um, which is where they should be. Um, but from our point of view, it's as a kind of medium-sized prog rock band, I suppose, every, all of those, we have to get all of our ducks in a row. You know, we can't rely on any one of those things for our income. Um, so we have to make sure we cover all the bases and deliver our music to people in whichever way they want it. And those will be the high-res 
buffs that want the 2496 files oh, good. on Bandcamp or those that are happy with, <laughs> with MP3s on Amazon or whatever. It's not for us to choose how the consumer enjoys our music. It's for them to, to choose that. We just have to give them the options to, um, uh, you know, for them to make a decision that works for them. Um, we hope that they will go with a physical product because we try, and that's what we try to do with our vinyl and CDs is to make them things that people will want to own um, and to hold on to. Because well, you do, um, you do so, spend time but, on know, the we, artwork we, and the, and the design and, and whatever else is in the booklet and stuff. Unlike not, not that, you know, you're the only ones doing it, but there is, you can tell there's creativity oh, no. and art going on and, and that part of it too, which I love. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, everything is thought through, you know, right from, right from when we're starting writing songs, we're talking to Sarah, our artists and Steve, our graphic designers, it's all, you know, it's all worked on as a piece really. Um, and you know, like you, you, again, uh, the age that we both are, um, we remember gatefold vinyl releases where the level of detail and all that, it's important. Mm -hmm. And, um, makes people want to own those things and support the bands and so yeah we do it all we can to make what we um deliver in both beautiful in terms of the music and in terms of the physical product as well when when people ask me about big big train and i, I hate to use this as a, a descriptor but i always say they're a very british sounding prog rock band um, is that is that a good? <laughs> would you take that as a compliment? Because although there are a lot of prog bands from the UK, I think you guys represent a, a, a sound that's reminiscent of the UK. If if I could, does that make sense? I, I, I wouldn't. I don't think we disagree with that at all. Um, you know, I mean, the, the irony is our guitar guitar player lives in Sweden and our drummer right. is American. Um, <laughs> but they both are. Both of those guys are are totally um you know immersed in sort of progressive rock from which predominantly i mean there's obviously there's exceptions there's some great american prog rock bands and there's some great um you know one of my favorite bands is italian pfm you know there's mm -hmm. there's lots of great bands across the world but pr probably the the biggest selling artists were mainly from the uk i think um so they're kind of immersed in the in those worlds themselves and um you know, yeah, they, they, I mean, I remember Nick saying to me many, many years ago, you know, this, you know, listening to us is like sort of driving down a, you know, a country lane in England. And, you know, it's, it gives that sort of uh, imagery and we don't, I mean, there's no, we're not going to resist that. That is a big part of our appeal, I think, you know, mm -hmm. and I've had emails from guys that have been sat in the car in Australia and, uh, you know, all over the world. And it it, it it allows them to connect with a different country, a different culture. And I find that really moving. I think that's great. You know, I, I think it's lovely that, uh, that it, it, it creates these images for people. And th those are images that they, that they like to associate with us. So no, we don't run away from it. We're not, we're not flag wavers. We're not gung ho, but we are very comfortable that we, you know, we're rooted in kind of, you know, that sort of um, British, sensibility of uh, 70s music 
it's just the vibe I've always picked up. You know, I'm a huge music fan, music head. When I started the the two internet radio station, I've been in FM radio most of my career, but the the US market is going in a nostalgic direction. And I know that's that's fine for making money, but if we don't support up and coming artists, new artists and such, um, where are we gonna be 25 years from now? You know, whenever, when the current crop of artists die off. So I, I started two internet radio stations. The first one was to play with Prague because I was going to porcupine tree shows or, uh, anathema shows or, or Opeth or whoever. And they were sold out. People were buying merch and not one radio station in this country at the time were playing it. And Spotify mm -hmm. wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. And, and it's like, there has to be somebody supporting all these bands. And once, you know, it was on the air and the European record labels found out you'll play our stuff. <laughs> I started getting, you know, a deluge of, of bands that I, I had no idea that progressive rock in the 21st century was even more diverse and, and creative than it was in the early seventies. Yeah. I, I, I was just blown away because I was so yeah. entrenched in what was mainstream. And so now nine years later that yeah. things have changed um, as far as the internet and how you can put out music. It's a wonderful, wonderful kaleidoscope of bands from all over the world evolving music and i think it's great some are doing it heavily some are doing it uh, colorfully you know um but i think you guys are are a, a great brick in that that new path that we're creating that you kind of pull from some classic influences but you your own sound and you're moving things forward and that's that's what my two radio stations are targeted at so thank you for being part of our playlist Oh, thank you. I mean, thank you for playing us. I mean, we, it's so important. It's interesting. We've done, we've done some research into how people discover us. And it's, it's again, the roots are just multiple, you know, and, and it will be radio stations, internet radio stations, it's Spotify, you know, you name it. There's, there's different ways that people find out about us. So, so no, thank you for, you know, for picking up on us and for, for playing our tunes. You know, we couldn't ask for more. What is your uh, favorite song on the new album? Ah, um, right. So I, I think <laughs> if I had to choose one, uh, I'll go with Apollo, which is the instrumental, uh, which um, is on side two. Um, and I just think that's a cracking piece of writing from Nick. Um, you know, really, I, it's it's one of those. I mean, I've, we, I've been, you know, I've been doing some playthroughs here at home just to kind of learn the material properly. And um, it's just great fun to play. And so uh, I can't wait for us to play that one live. I think it's really, uh, it's a really cracking piece of, uh, of rock music and it's an, an instrumental as well, which is nice. You know, it's something that prog rock is known for. So that's probably my favorite, but I like, you know, I, I'm very fond of the album as a whole. I think it's a good, strong, journey um i think i'm hoping it's one of those albums that people will put on and you know want to listen through to the very end um so you know let's let's see how people respond to it in the next month or two <laughs> you know i gotta tell you i'm still a fan of the album experience i mean i'm a radio guy i love singles and i love a great song but I love an album. I love sitting down for 45 minutes to an hour and getting lost in the lyrics and the, and the imagery and the production and, and all of it. And, and again, I, I really enjoy sitting down to your album. So. Thank you. I mean, I, it's the sort of what, I mean, I, there was, I did something earlier today and I was on a car journey. I came back in and you end up sitting on the drive 
to finish off the album, don't you? And uh, that's that's how it should be, really. You know, it should be that you, that people are, r- are writing a con- you know something that sits together as as um, as a, a holistic release. The, it's an, it's the album is the rock's art form. It's it's rock's great contribution to world art, and um, you know, it, and one of the downsides of streaming, I think, is that it's there's a lot of focus now on individual songs and. Um, and all that but in the rock world the album will still always be king for me um and i think it's important that you know artists when they're making albums make it make them as a statement you know it's a, it's a, it should sit together it's not just a collection of random songs it's a statement of art and uh, yeah that's what we've tried to do with the new thing I was going to say that most artists can save that for the inevitable greatest hits album <laughs> if they wanted just a collection of songs yeah of um, course and 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 you know there is a there is a place in the world for the greatest hits album. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you want to dive into. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, I think you know when it comes to um, you know those individual albums, it is yeah, it's it, simple things like the track order can make a huge difference as to whether or not it the album sits as a as a holistic piece of of art. And um, so yeah, we spend a lot of time scratching our heads and making sure we get things right um, to to you know, to create that situation where a guy will sit on his drive and wait for the end of the album. You know, that's what we're, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. I think that's a good goal and I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Greg, thank you for taking the time today. I know you probably have other conversations to have, but this has been great and I would like to do it again. Matter of fact, if you can reschedule the U.S. tour, let's do this face to face. Oh yeah, cool. Well, we're um, it's it's. Uh, I think it's being announced in the next uh, week or two, so all the dates are booked, and um, you know, so we'll be um, yeah. I, I that's let's make sure we do a uh, you and the band face to face. It'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good luck with the album. Uh, we're going to start playing it, and uh, we'll Thank pound you, it as much as we can, and and I hope it's as successful as everything you've done so far. Appreciate it. Thank you, mate. We'll see you out there. Thank you, Greg. Take care. Speak soon.